and welcome to Absolute Podcast. Uh, hope everyone's all right. Um, I've got Sam Welch with me today, so I've just got some stuff written down here, Sam. Yes. So I've got fitness enthusiast, mother, thesis, dog walker, and potential meal dealer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really do struggle with some descriptions. Obviously, we'll get through them as we uh, progress. I've been called worse, so don't worry. <laughs> no worries. Um, just quickly, whilst um, it's fresh in my head, I've got some notes here. So um, I just wanted to address the fact that the US um, had a bit of a weird moment a couple of uh, days ago where uh, the capital got stormed by what I can only describe as a gang of Vikings. Um, I just think that's a really weird moment in time to sort of document and uh, to uh, obviously not acknowledge that is a bit strange. Um a lot of people are blaming Donald Trump for sort of riling everyone up. And uh, I just think it's uh, quite an interesting way to uh, try and get someone who's clearly not capable of being a president re-elected. It's not a very uh, effective way of doing it. But yeah, I just wanted to quickly mention that. Um, obviously, with COVID and everything, there was very few people there wearing face masks, which is always a shame. Um, but yeah, a bit, bit chaotic. I don't really want to be living in the US at the moment. The second thing I wanted to mention was um, the fact that Peter Andre now has a YouTube channel. So obviously he's skin. Um, so I found that from going on the trending page on YouTube. And I noticed that he was only on 38K subs as of last night, which I think is once again a moment in time that's worth documenting because I imagine that that will probably exponentially grow, not just because I'm mentioning it and I have a few listeners, <laughs> but I just think that that will probably get to a million probably by the end of the year because he's peter andre and quite a lot of people are infatuated by him um and he was on the trending page by the way because he has covid so uh i wonder if he's been hanging around with some mysterious girls so yeah sam oh sam's gone he's done a runner Oh, here he is. Oh, hello. Can you hear me? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, all good. That's all right. We have technical problems here sometimes, <laughs> but we're using our phones, people. We're not Joe Rogan. So, yeah. Um, can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, I can hear you crystal clear. So, I wanted to quickly start this um, by how I d- do it with quite a lot of my friends, really, which is uh, how we met. Mm hmm. Um, I genuinely can't remember the first time we met. I want to say it was probably at a pub um, and it potentially might have been leading to one of your band practices. Now, I've been um, thinking about this because obviously I, I listen to listen to the podcast um, yeah. and hearing you ask this, this question of the people, it did get me thinking. It was like, oh, when, when was it? And I've got a feeling that... Um, it may actually have been download. Ah. Uh, and I'm trying to think, would that have been oh, 2007 or 2009? No. 2009, it then. Was 2009, it's the only one I've ever been to. <laughs> it, it, it would have been 2009 then, yes. Because, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. that year, um, 
Mm. Yeah, because that, that was the same time that um, I met Jim as well, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, no, yeah, that, that would have been it then. And then obviously once once you meet people at something like um, yeah. at Download, you know, when you start going to mm. um, different gigs um, that people are doing, um, yeah. you know, you just you just kind of meet meet people with more don't you it's um yeah you just yeah you you interact with more circles don't you yeah oh definitely i mean i can friends of friends and all that yeah i mean i can remember going to um a couple of desert rose shows um i mean like you say you, you came to a couple of 13 dice practices um back in the day so so yeah yeah it, it all started in a field in the midlands yeah, I think I genuinely made like a conscious effort to come to quite a lot of your practices because I um I thought that you had quite a lot going for you. Mm. Um, so just for the listeners, if we want to go into the thirteen dice nuss, then um I would say you were probably quite sludge metal. Yeah, um, we were we were quite influenced by um, yeah 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 sludge um, yeah. bands bands like Down really i think yeah. with the the big ones i think the the driving forces in the the 13 dice sound if you will um yeah. were mark taylor and yeah. um and my brother tom who were the yeah. guitarists in the band um yeah. and they certainly were the the riff writers if you will yeah. um yeah. but yeah no certainly that that kind of um southern sludge kind of sound was mm. was there but it, it did kind of change and morph some sometimes um we were a bit proggier um yeah. which i think was often mark's influence um yeah. and then there'd be other occasions where we had you know slightly other um kind of tendencies which which might have been a riff tom had written yeah yeah, I found found you to be quite a tight knit group. Like, I didn't think that you ever replaced anyone in your band. So you had Lee Biles on drums, mm -hmm. Andy Branch on vocals. Mm -hmm. um, but there were times, obviously, where you could only rehearse instrumentally. Yeah. No, I mean the the issue that we had as a band was, um, I, I mean, you could call it commitment issues if you want, but it that makes yeah. it sound harsh. Um, yeah, my yeah. my brother um, Tom, as I mentioned, one of the guitarists, he he moved to Bath, um, yeah. so he wasn't going to be at every practice every week. Um, no, Andy, um, who of course again been on this podcast, he's um, he moved away for a bit um, because of work, so he wasn't able to um, be there every week, um, and I, yeah. I was probably just as guilty. Um, to be honest, yeah. because I would have things, um, you know, going on. I work all all week, um, but yeah. I'd also work in the evenings sometimes or at weekends, which you know might get in the way of um, yeah. band practices. Um, but you know, as it turns out, you know, um, you know, Mark and Lee obviously then went on from from Thirteen Dice and. Um, you know, set up a little band with you, with yourself and Mr. Wizzy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And 
you know, that's Fissure Riddles and that's that's still going yeah. strong today. Yeah, so I've got Mark and Wizzy coming on, I think, in March. Mm. Um, it's going to be like a group podcast of just going through everything. Obviously, Wizzy's just had a kid. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we can talk about your kids in a bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just quite a chaotic time to be in a band when all that sort of stuff's going on around you. It, yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's hard to balance real life with fantasy world sometimes, isn't it? Oh, so, uh, yeah, very much so. Yeah. And I mean, I think at, at a time, and you may be able to comment on this being from the outside of it, if you will, 13 Dice yeah. was um, possibly, in our head, the the best band that had never done anything. You know, yeah. so we'd have we'd have people like yourself, um, yeah. you know, uh, Matty Bowditch, um, you know, the guys from um, This Fall, you know, people yeah. people come to yeah. our practices and they'd see us rehearse um, and, you know, they'd love it. And the style of music we were playing, a lot of it is, you know, foot mm. tapping, um, head nodding when you're listening to it. Um yeah. And people would enjoy yeah. it. People would like it. Um, but again, those same issues would come up of, you know, can can we be, you know, available? Can we all be here at the same time? Are we actually in the right place to play live? Um, yeah. yeah. And, you know, that, that just kind of, you know, at no point did we ever sit there and sort of say, um, you know, oh, that, that's it. That's that's the end of thirteen dice. We we can't take anymore. It just kind yeah. of stopped. It just faded away. Um, yeah. Although having said that, um, mm. there have been there's been drunken conversations in the past um, between you know a few of us sort of saying the one thing we wish we'd done is actually get some of those songs down and actually recorded because we'd never done that and last year um a couple of messages were flying around sort of saying well look maybe that's something we can do because you don't you know because of the technology and everything you don't all have to be in a studio space it doesn't have to cost the earth you can do it at home so yeah there is a possibility that at some point in the future um everyone was keen because everyone everyone yeah. enjoyed it um so yeah yeah we're, we're just wait and see that that might happen think, it might not who knows i think doing that would a give you some closure mm. and b it would help you solidify the fact that that thing actually happened yeah because unless you were at practice then you kind of didn't really know it existed yeah i mean we've got yeah. our our first i mean i think we played live twice <laughs> the grand yes. total of twice once was when we um supported um oh god what were they called it's i know this glamour of the kill there we go um yeah up in a tiny the t- tiny little bar um at the Wayne yep. pavilion um and then we also yep. played um uh at this full show at, at christmas um in, oh, in yeah. which every band was asked to um, do a Christmas cover and I've got a feeling we were the only band that did and we just did some really weird version of Let It Snow which I think we just <laughs> I think we just did for a bit of a giggle to begin with and then just kind of went do you know what let's just go with this actually um, so which yeah it worked alright but um, 
but yeah. you know there's there's the odd kind of old phone footage of us at rehearsals or um yeah. someone did um the um pavilion show but but yeah which is i think i think i might have that saved on my laptop somewhere but yeah but it 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 yeah. like you say it's one of those things where it would be great to say oh look we've actually got this yeah. you know this yeah yeah this saved and you know when when my kids are a bit older um I can actually say, you know, oh, look, you know, oh, yeah, daddy used to be in a band because, you know, every dad's probably, everyone's dad used to be in a band at some point, probably. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's yeah. Um, it's something we'd like, we'd like, I think we'd all like to do just to, like say, really just put a closure on it and say, right, there it is, that's, yeah. that's there. Um, you know, now that's done, we can all kind of move on and be, be happy with with what we achieved yeah and i think the, the the longevity of the band trying to sort of glue everything together and to make everyone as available as possible is a testament to yourselves really because there's a lot of bands that kind of join the wave they potentially play two or three covers and then they get bored and go actually we're not really gonna be able to do anything so we're not gonna bother. i mean this is it we we didn't yeah. actually play any covers we no. we were all and original, seen... which was um, yeah. One of the reasons was, of course, because we were a bit of a, I suppose, a mismatch of genres, if you will. Um, we could never actually all decide on what we we wanted to cover. So, of course, yeah. we'd have a muck about and that, and we'd we'd kind of, you know, I think anyone who's got a guitar or a down tube guitar or whatever, we'll, we'll have a go at playing um, Pantera's Walk at some point. Um, so we, yeah. we do that. A um, couple of uh, Sepultura songs. Um, yeah. And some, you know, down Bury Me in Smoke. Um, yeah. That was, um, that was always a popular one to, to have a play about with. Um, yeah. But... But yeah, no, we could never yeah. make any decisions on that kind of thing. So we just went with a set of mm. our own stuff, which was always different, but yeah, enjoyable. No, it's good. I really enjoyed it. Um, so with this being January, I'm keen to uh to move this over to the main topic, mm -hmm. which is uh, yes. So now that we've established how we met. Obviously, one of my first observations of you was uh, that you, I think you helped out at a gym. Is that right? Yeah. So what um, my kind of background in the world of fitness, if you will, in inverted commas is, um, I mean, like a, a lot of, um, you know, young adults, if you will, um, I, I decided I wanted to start um, going to the gym um, and I did that that kind of thing i've trained in different gyms around around dorchester um you know over the years very indifferent some kind of when i say this you know i don't mean you know standing staring in a mirror type but body build bodybuilder style training um did a bit of olympic weightlifting for a period um done a little bit of um powerlifting style training a little bit of strongman style training which you know, over the radio, if you will, doesn't sound too bad, but um, 
if you understood that I'm about five foot five, um, you know, yeah. than me saying, oh, I'm doing strongman training probably sounds a bit odd. But, um, but no, my, my yeah. main sort of world, if you will, in the fitness side of it is since I've been involved. Oh, we've lost you, Sam. Sorry. Yeah, you were involved Gymnastics, in... Gymnastics um, from oh, the okay. age of about two years old. Um, never, oh, wow. you know, just, just went got taken by my mum. Uh, nothing special, just a club in Dorchester. Uh, just kept going. Did the odd club competition there. So I was, I was nothing... Nothing special or anything, you know, um, not even county yeah. kind of level. Um, but did just did that. Um, and then one day when my mum was picking me up, um, she was talking to the, the lady, a lady called Frances Johnston, who, who ran Dorchester Gymnastics, uh, who said um, she was starting a, a new session for disabilities and because my mum had a background in childcare would would my mum be interested in coming along to to kind of act as a, a coach and and you know help with the session and my mum said yeah she was right. she was interested and um you know Francis then said oh if you want to bring one of your boys along um to act as a, a demonstrator they can come and I was stood next to her and I put my hand in the air and said oh I'll do that yeah that's fine I'd love to do that yeah so that was September, September yeah. 1995. I started as a as a demonstrator, um, and here we are in 2021, um, and I'm yeah. still involved, um, sort of coaching in coaching in Dorchester. Um, I do the the competition kids mainly now. Um, I've recently had a, a change of career, which is you know stopping me. Um, doing quite a lot of it um but yeah at the moment my responsibility is the the competition children who range from about eight to lo to about 17 um boys and girls but but yeah All it's, right. it, yeah it's funny how these things just incept from just a question mm, isn't it oh yeah and i mean just being at the right place at the right time it's i mean my i i just got taken along and i enjoyed it like you say i i was not a an olympic level athlete nowhere near um not even county level athlete um for for any of these these things it was just simply i went along on a saturday morning just to demonstrate to kids with disabilities um how to do a proper forward roll and then they'd be able to copy me yeah um and it's yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of gone on from there, from sort of like Saturday mornings to at uh, one point I was there four t four nights a week and a Saturday morning. Um, you know, in in my time, I've kind of ranged from you know the what's called your general gymnastics, your gymnastics for all, which is just people send their kids along. And you just do the very basics with them. The idea of that is they're being active, they're having fun, and they're achieving something. So if yeah. you know yeah. you you want them to do things properly, you want them to do it 
gymnastically correct, if you will. Um, but yeah. you're not going to spend hours and hours on um, physical body prep, um, which which we have to do with the the competition children. So of course that's where it then changes yeah. because you mm. go from having um, just an hour a week session to your competition children can be in three times a week for about two hours a session, two and a half, three hours a session. Um, yeah. And to be honest with you, the kids I've always worked with when we're doing that, that form of the training with the competition children, they're actually doing a lot less than, you know, clubs in pool, for example, where they do have more elite gymnasts and, you know the the dedication yeah. that goes into to what they do um so as i say we do a 2 hour session with our kids um some of these other clubs might spend 2 hours on a warm up or they might do 2 hours stretching or 2 hours conditioning before they even start working on skills yeah. where we we never had yeah. that kind of that that kind of time that makes sense i think it's about just giving kids at a young age an awareness of something isn't uh, it yeah and if they want to go for it or you want to see like a spark inside yeah. of them ultimately it's up to them really like i remember when i first started karate i came out of the first um session i suppose it was and i was like, i'm not paying five pound to get sweaty <laughs> and it, my mum was like it's not about that it's about learning a completely different way of like discipline and like it's not just about going up to people and punching them in the head, Ben. It's about learning, like, style mm. and form and breathing and yeah. listening to people properly and, you know, it's, all that sort it's of stuff. All, it's like you say, it's all about being active, having fun um, and, and learning something and doing something different. Um, yeah. You know, we, we've had kids in the past who... You know they they can't hang off a bar um, and take their own body weight, or they try and hold themselves above a bar um, and they can't hold their own body weight. So what do you do? You you as a coach, you're trying to help them achieve what they can. And you know, if if you yeah. have to put in a little bit more effort to try and get them round a bar or get them to hold up there, just so that they can then come down and say, I've actually done that. You know that that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's um, yeah. yeah. You know, and and the thing with a club like like Dorchester, where where I've always been, is yeah, we're not there to create Olympic champions or national champions. Mm-hmm. You know, we as I say, we we go to regional competitions. So we will go to county competitions. We've been to regional competitions, um, and we we we've done well. You know, a lot of the kids who have come through have, have done really well. But if there are yep. any kids that you kind of sit there and go, do you know what? They they need more. They could be really, really good. Um, it's it's our professional, yeah. um, you know, a, approach to actually then turn around to the parents yep. and say, look, they're really good. We suggest you have a chat with this club um, because they could possibly take you even further. Now we've had conversations with that yeah. with parents in the past, and the kids have turned around and said, "I don't want to go. I want to stay here." They're not, they're they're just yeah. enjoying what they're doing. They like the atmosphere. They like the people. 
and they like yeah. what's going on, which is fantastic. You then get other kids who turn around and say, okay, thank you very much. And they move on and they continue with their, you know, career, if you will, which is, you know, yeah. which you you can't begrudge them you, because we have seen, we have seen ones leave in the past who have gone on and done really well for themselves in um, either gymnastics yeah. or, or variations of, of gymnastics. Mm. That's cool. What's the um, what's the club called? What's it's your... it's Dorchester YMCA, or or YMCA okay. Dorchester, um, as it's yeah. technically supposed to be known nowadays, um, because the YMCA nationally had a bit of a rebrand. Um, don't ask me why. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we there's a centre in um, in Dorchester. We have a purpose built. Well, the the gym is a permanent fixture. So we've got sprung floor, we've got vault, um, we've got asymmetric bars, we've got parallel bars, rings, um, floor level trampoline, um, foam pit um, for landing. Um, so yeah, we've, we've got a proper facility there. Um, yeah. Which, you know, we, unfortunately COVID is like many things in this world has really, hurt what we do because we we were open for a period so we closed at the first lockdown obviously along with everyone everyone else and then we did come back after the summer um and the the problem i had um for example was when when my kids were coming in who were who the ones training multiple nights a week for two three hours a time um they were now restricted to one two-hour session and under the guidance we were not allowed to support them we're still well we're not allowed to open a band but you're not allowed to support them because obviously you can't come into contact with people um yeah and gymnastics at times can be a very dangerous sport you know i have hurt myself um do bits and pieces more times than I'd I'd care to to think about. I've seen people hurt themselves doing things before as well. Um, I, I've seen broken yeah. ankles, broken legs, broken arms. Um, not all in my club, I hasten to add. Some have been at competitions, um, yeah. but that is the nature of the of the sport. Um, yeah. But the problem is when yeah. you're you've got something like the competition groups whose aim is to compete in local competitions. So you want to improve the skills you want to develop. It's very difficult to, to take someone on to a, um, from a round off to a flick, um, to a back somersault without standing there and putting your hands in because, you know, it's, it's dangerous to do it the first time. And if, they take off at the wrong angle or they don't take off of the floor properly. They can over-rotate, they can under-rotate and you need to be there to help them. Um, And you just can't do that at the moment. So it did slow things and it has slowed things up. Um, Yeah. I mean, the the other problem you have, which is I think more of a society thing is you have the inability for, for kids basically to um, socially distance. Um, um, and I'm yeah. not just talking young kids here. I'm talking your 14, 15 year olds, because to their mind, they're in school with these people all day. So 
there's no social distancing yeah. in school essentially so why why does it need to be any different here um and it's like well i'm sorry yeah. these are the rules but these are the rules you've got to follow i'm yeah. afraid get on with it um yeah but i mean yeah. as i say at the moment the schools are closed we're yeah. closed so it's um it's a moot point and we just have to wait and see when when we can actually actually get back yeah hopefully not no. too much longer now I'm trying to keep positive but um i'll be right back after this i've just got to uh restart cool. to come back so something else i was going to ask you sam mm-hmm. is how do you keep your workout routine consistent? There is, um, there's a, for me personally, I mean, I'm a bit like you, um, Ben, to be honest. Um, I've actually taken up jogging um, last year. Um, I spent the majority of 2020 furloughed um, from my previous job, which for a lot of people was a struggle for me it was absolutely fantastic and i loved every minute of it within reason obviously um as you've alluded to i've got two young kids um my wife is a key worker so she was working throughout um so there would be a lot of times where it would just be me and the kids and what i do because the weather was so good, I would just chuck them in the pushchair and we'd head off around Dorchester. Yeah. And then as as time carried on and I noticed that I was doing more and more, um, and I'd, I'd take my dog out every morning um, for a walk around Dorchester. So I thought, well, do you know what? Because I do have a slight, you know, vanity, I suppose it is, um, sadly. Um, and I know, I know you mentioned it, I think it was in the last podcast where, you know, um, or, or it may have been Henry say, you know, you have a thing about people seeing you and you're not a runner. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm not a runner. The only running I've ever done um, is involved having a football in front of me. Um, yeah. So it, I, I tend to run when I take the dog out in the morning, which is under the cover of darkness. So it's not as bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just start where I go. I just sort of like did little bits i downloaded the um couch to 5k um, okay. yeah. app and i started doing that and i was doing really well with that um and it's just kind of carried on like that um try to do it two sometimes three times a week um but it, there is a lot of self-discipline um involved yes. where, when you do anything i think when i used to go to the gym um, for my own sort of training, if you will, it was very much a case of because I didn't live in in town. I'd have to drive in to go to the gym. There were days when I just thought, oh, "Do you know what? I just can't can't be bothered with it. Oh, yeah. I'd I'd just do it tomorrow, or I'd go somewhere else, or or if I would go with my brother, I would go and pick him up after work because we'd usually go on a Friday um, after we both finished work. I'd pick him up and. Sometimes I'd say, oh, I'm not in the mood tonight. Or he'd say, I'm really not in the mood tonight. Um, Sometimes the other one would give the other one a kick in the butt and we'd go. Um, Other times we would just kind of say, no, we'd just go someone else. So there there is a lot of self-motivation that has to be involved in these things. But it's one of those where every time I I got in the gym, absolutely fine. Um, Always enjoyed it. 
Um, and in fact, one form of training that I really enjoyed, there was a, a gym, um, which is, I think it's called Dorchester Functional Fitness now. Um, but that was run purely on as a, as a class format. So um, the, the owner and the trainer, a guy called Luke, would set all the, the workouts, if you will. So he'd set the, the strength portion of the, the session then he'd, um, you know, set a fitness part, which would be for for the second part of the session. So we'd we'd always do that. And because you were turning up to a session, there were always other people in the class. So there was a, a real good dynamic um, for for getting work done. Everyone's there. Everyone's gone with the same purpose of trying to improve, trying to get better. And that that I think really helps motivate me. I'm someone who does benefit from having those other people around me when I train. Um, yes. I can train on my own, you know, um, I've done, I've done it long enough, um, and been to enough cinema, uh, cinema, um, uh, seminar, um, things with different people, um, yes. that I've kind of picked up and learned things. And again, going back to the gymnastics, that's, that's something that, um, Body prep, so body weight workouts um, are are massive, especially when you do it working with children. You can't, you know, pile weights on them and just sort of say, right, there you go, go and do fifteen squats with with that on your back. You can't do it, you know. Oh, we've uh, we've lost you again, mate. I know exactly what I'm doing wrong. Completely my fault. That's all right. Um, yeah, you know, you, you the bo- body weight is is a great way to to go, and there's there's so many different progressions you can you can do for people. Um, th- starting with, um, you know, doing things like press ups, um, just press ups on a countertop. If you can't do a proper press up start by doing yeah. press-ups on the counter. Um, and then, yeah. you know, if you start going on the floor, on your knees, you know, it's all about um, the body position you're then in. Then, you know, you just build up and then you get to a point where you can do press-ups easily. Then you can adapt that. You can start lifting your feet to make them harder. Um, so it's, you know, there's there's so much you can do with, with body weight as well that... Um, that I've learned over over the years, but but as I say, sorry, I've gone off been a tangent on that one. But um, that's okay. but yeah, there's I think with all all exercise, I think in anything. We're... Self in any way, there's got yeah. to be a level of self discipline. It's like going back to um, something that we we both did, um, you know, playing a bass guitar. If you yeah, want, definitely. if you want to be good at playing a bass guitar, you've got to get it out and you've got to play it. You know, yeah, you, you can't just turn up to a gig and go, right, let's have a go at this. If you don't, don't know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. What what key are we in, lads? Yeah. If <laughs> if if, yeah, if you want to improve anything, um, yeah, you you've got to keep doing it. You know, the the amount of running yeah. I do now. Now I'm not going to sit here and say yeah. that I go and run around Dorchester every morning with the dog um because that would be a lie i usually run for about 10 minutes um do 
mile, mile and a half probably. Um, and then just carry on walking the dog. So I do that 10 minute run around this um, field and then yeah. I'll just carry on and I'll be walking for another 40 minutes or so. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's just so easy, you know, it, exercise is such a an easy thing um yeah definitely to do even if it is just going out and, and walking the dog or just going out and walking um you know it, yeah. even at the moment you know you're as long as you're staying local you can you can mm. go out and you can do your, your exercise you can do your walking um yeah but but yeah yeah no that makes sense um i remember when i first started jogging it was probably march last year um, and at the end of my session, you know, I, I do the Lodmore circuit, which is like a 1K lap. I do three of them. Sometimes I'd even do two because I just felt so knackered at the end. My legs were on fire. You know, I didn't really know how to warm down properly, but I always walked to the car, which was about a 10 minute walk to sort of cool down. Um, and I would be able to do like 3K in about 28 minutes. Mm. Um, and now I can do 3K in like 19 minutes. Yeah. And that's just from, you know, 10 months of consistently going and holding myself accountable. Um, and your body starts to recognize that and you get a lot more, I don't know what the word is, um, conditioned, mm. I suppose. To Your body knows when you're going to go out. It knows what you're doing. It's not a shock. Um, one of the things that I do struggle with, though, and I do want your advice on this, because obviously you've been doing this a bit longer than me in terms of fitness in general, is I get home and I'm sure people can relate to this and I reward myself with crap, <laughs> um, which completely circumnavigates and sort of renders the whole thing useless really. Yeah. Um, so I suppose the answer to that really is preparation. Um, but I just wanted to know what you thought of that because I'm sure that at one point you've struggled with that as well. Oh, Oh yeah. I think, I think we all, we all do really um i mean i'm just as guilty as everyone else of so going to mcdonald's on the odd occasion um and, yeah. and buying the biggest fattest burger they can uh with the biggest fries but getting a diet coke because you know got to be good um <laughs> yeah it, it's you <laughs> yeah. know we, we we've all done it um yes yeah. um but no you're right it is all down to um to to prep and food prep is is massive and knowing knowing your limitations um knowing what it's it's one of those i mean my again i'm i'm going to give um the the tip of the hat to my wife with this one because um she she follows one of them i'm going to call it a diet plan but it's not a diet plan um but okay. she's she she does one of these groups um where okay. you kind of log what you um in fact yeah. i can say what it is she does slimming world um yep does slimming world yeah. as well and it's yeah. it's always one of those things that i always say to people um because they're sort of say um and my mum still says it to me now she'll say oh, oh can you actually eat that and i say mum i can eat what i like you know yeah. you, you just have to you know recognize what you're putting in and not be yeah. too daft so you know, you can have yeah. a piece of cake. Of course you can. You can have two yeah. bits of cake. You can go out for dinner. 
you can eat a McDonald's burger. Um, yeah. You can eat a Domino's pizza, whatever you want to eat. Um, yeah. But then if you're going to be doing that every single day, that's where yeah, yeah. the problems are going to be. If you're going to spend the rest yeah. of the time, you know, just be making sensible decisions, really, you know, um, are yeah. you ticking all the all the boxes? Are you getting your um, your proteins? Are you hit, getting all your vitamins and minerals that you need to do? Are you drinking enough water? Um, yeah. You know, uh, it's yeah. Do, do you need um, I, I mean, I, I personally am a great believer in, um, you know, variety and, and balance when it comes to eating. So um, I will look at, say, um, the vegan diet, if you will. No, I, I'm not a vegan. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I spent my Christmas working with a butcher, so I'm definitely not vegan. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I... I look at it and they will say, look, we should be eating more plant-based products for this reason, that reason. Do you get this out of it? You get this out of it. I'm like, okay, let's try it. Do I like the taste of it? Yes, I do. Okay. I'll eat that. Guess what? I also like the taste of chicken. I'm going to keep eating that. I do like cheese. I'm not going to eat it by the block because I know that's probably not very good for me, but I can eat cheese and I will eat cheese. Um, Yeah. You know, milk, you know, we still have milk. Um, at home we also occasionally have i think oat drink or oat milk drink whatever it's called nowadays um yeah yeah because do you know what we tried it and we liked it um yeah it's it's all about balance and it's all about being sensible now if you are going to be a professional athlete um yeah you know it's it's different again and it it depends on what your goals are as well to what you're going to eat i did a um a seminar once with eddie hall um who was world's strongest man um and i mean his diet was ridiculous i mean he would eat a family-sized cheesecake a day you know because he needed the calories because in a sport like strongman mass moves mass and you had to be big you had to be heavy um yeah but then you you flip it and he doesn't eat like that anymore because he knows what he was doing to to his body um and yep. he's not training for strongman anymore he's training for something else so he's changed his diet again um and that's yeah. that's the thing you see i think you see a lot of people who decide they want to bulk so what they do is they will they will buy um all the different protein powders protein bars um and just eat and eat and load up um but then they won't do the training to kind of go along with that so they're not you know yeah yeah i know what you mean this uh reminds me of an episode of south park where um Cartman starts um, eating something called Weight Gain 4000. Mm. I don't know if you remember that episode. It's quite an early one. Oh. And it's, it's exactly what you've just said, which is he just eats the, the powder. Yeah. He, he doesn't do anything else. So he just turns into this absolute, like, Jabba the Hutt type creature. Yeah, it's, it's one of those where... <laughs> and it's just so you, funny. You know, you can eat as many protein bars as you like, but guess what? It ain't going to give you bigger yeah. guns unless you start doing curls. Yeah. You know, it's... Yeah. It's, it's that. All right, that's maybe simplifying it slightly, but 
you know that's that's yeah. the general gist if you're um yeah you know if it's it's one of those things again of you know if if you're going to eat yeah. salads you know don't cover it in dressing because that again defeats the whole object of, yeah. of what you're going for yeah there's very rarely going to be a silver bullet, is there? There's always going to be like a handshake of like these two things have to yeah. meet and coexist and enjoy each other. And then you've really got the rhythm behind you, mm. I suppose. And it's about being conscious, like you say, of, you know, KFC is not good for you guys. Like, it doesn't mean don't eat it. It just means don't eat it every yeah. day. Like, try and offset that calorie yeah. gain I, I suppose I think the, the thing as well is um what you have to look at as well is is what the human the body and what the mind is like um because i think we're all the same um if if you tell yourself something um you know let's say kfc because you just said it if if you tell yourself i can't yeah. eat kfc i'm not allowed kfc every time you drive yeah. past kfc all you're going to think is yeah I want you. That's that. that and it, it's going to, it's going to turn from a, Oh, I'd quite fancy KFC, you know, for dinner because I'm feeling lazy too. I've got to have KFC. Yeah. And instead of just going in yeah. and just saying, Oh, yeah. I'll have a meal or have a burger. You get sort yeah. of like a sharing bucket and eat it by yourself in the car yeah. park and then just catch sight of yourself in the mirror and the shame. Um, just like, you know, yeah. I've not done that with KFC. Um, but <laughs> I, I have, yeah, there's been other occasions where, you know, I've, yeah. I've, I've probably eaten more of something than I probably thought. And then I look at myself and go, yeah, that yeah. was a silly thing to do, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I think I really struggle with that, to be honest, because the more I get told I can't have something, the more I'll do it just to spite the person, yeah. which is a really bad yeah. and, and again, um, it's this, is, this yeah. is all it is. You know, you're just doing it to yourself. Um, you know, you just yeah. have to say, look, you know, I'm not going to, you know, have, mm. you know, I'm not going to do that. I mean, we, we have it, we've had it before where if we know we're going out for dinner or if we know it's someone's birthday, um, yeah. you know, we're not going to do something all week or we're, we're going to tailor our, our diet slightly and sort of say, oh, yeah, no, we, well, we know we're going to be eating quite heavy that day. So, okay, maybe we're trying to be a bit more sensible this week. Um yeah. And you know what, those weeks of sometimes, cause, because, you know, this this slimmer world, my wife does weigh herself every week and, and so do I. Um, yeah. And, you know, the first week of lockdown one, as it now is, um, you know, we, we decided to support local business, um, which just turned out to be local takeaways. Um, and, you know, we did both put a bit of weight on. Um, and we then made a, a real decision that no, we, we're going to we're going to sort this out. So that's when I started doing the jogging, um, as well as walking the dog yeah. every day. We were eating properly. Um, I mean, my wife's lost probably some like four and a half stone. Um, I've lost stone and a half. You know, coming up two stone or something. Um, and it's just by a bit of exercise. You know, I'm I'm not going. I'm not going to the gym. You know, it is just running. It is walking. It's a little bit of body weight stuff um, at home. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's easy to do and I feel better for it. You know, yeah, it's, definitely. And it, yeah. you know, I've still been out for dinner. I've still had a few beers every now and then. Um, mm. But I'm 
I'm sensible with it generally. Yeah, I think like I'm not sure how much you've ran in one go, but I do find when I do a 5k, which is a fairly new thing that I've started doing because I used to just do 3k and I used to get quite efficient Mm. with 3k. Um, But with 5k, I always feel this. It's hard to explain unless you are a jogger. It's it's a kind of empty feeling and you feel very vulnerable but it's a really nice sort of you feel that your body it's not going to shut down on you or anything like that you if you were a car you would be running on fumes that feeling and it really like mentally helps you and it really like gets you away from your phone it gets you away from all of these distractions It, it just allows you to sort of have a bit more perspective on what's around you and like i run across yeah. the seafront so it's like really rejuvenating well and, i mean uh, yeah I'd as, really as i said it. said earlier um you know the only running i've ever really done before is is with a football um and yeah. i have found um because you know like i was running some some fairly decent distances with this this couch to um 5k um that i did um but the one problem i had was um i just got bored <laughs> to, to be honest yeah. I'm, I'm running and because i had the dog and i didn't want to necessarily put the dog on the lead when i was running all the time um you know we would just stay in this one area it did get a bit yeah it's just the same view going around this is a bit dull i'm not really into this um and I, yeah, I, I have been yeah. out on the odd road run and gone slightly different um, directions. But again, something else I've done um, is I've got my push bike back out um, and, and oh, I've nice. been out on the bike. Yeah. And that's another thing when it comes to, um, you know, training your body It is variety, you know, because I think, like you say, as you as you found, um, if you're doing the same running distance at the same times on the same days, your body's just going to get conditioned to do that distance of that time. And, and it's, it's just almost muscle memory. You need to, you need yes. to add some variety. You need to make it interesting. Um, again, yeah. taking it back to the coaching, I have to try and when I'm setting uh, session plans out, we have to try and do things differently, have to think of different ways to warm up, have to think of different ways to attack things. Um, not, just yeah. um, for my benefit, so that I'm coaching differently, but because, A, people learn in different ways. Some people need to see someone do it. Some people need to hear me explain it. Some people need to actually just get up and do it themselves. Um, and yeah, also, it's, it's to yeah. do with your brain, because no one wants to hear the same words coming out of my mouth every single week. No. Is that, oh, we're doing this, let's do that. No, let's do something different. Um, you know, and, yeah. and as a coach, you have yeah. to you know, there has to be a bit of um, self-learning in there. So, you know, you have to, um, yeah. and I'll, I'll be honest, I don't do as much of this anymore um, because I am stepping back from it a wee bit. But um, one of my colleagues is superb at it and he will um, go on YouTube or um, different coaching sites and pick up different progressions and different techniques and they come to me and say well look I've seen this da, da, da. I'll say right let's set it up and let's go with it and let's see how it works sometimes these things work yeah sometimes they don't sometimes the kids just look at you and go I ain't doing that um it's just like yeah. okay fair enough yeah. let's tweak it let's have a go 
um, but you have to keep it um, exciting just so that their brain then engages yeah. and go because the human brain I think for kids and for adults um, all work the same way that as soon as we um, achieve something uh, there must be some chemical or something when um, is released in the body when we achieve something because all of a sudden you go whoa oh yeah and you kind of get that second wind and you just can't stop yourself you want to keep going you like, yeah yeah i want to keep doing this i want to keep doing yeah. this um and, yeah, and yeah, sometimes definitely. you do have to rein it back in a bit but but yeah it's it's so important to yeah. to to vary it um as well so um push yourself that little bit harder um try something different if yeah. it's like if if you've bought some resistance bands or if you've got a set of weights at home that that you're going to use and all you do is just pick them up and you do a couple of shoulder presses or a couple of curls or whatever you know go online yeah. you know and see what else you can do um just change it up because yeah. all of a sudden you start working muscles that that you didn't realize um you almost had it's like oh hang on this is a different way and you start seeing it's something to then throw into your workout every now and then um and it just helps you progress yeah hundred percent so what we're going to do now is we're approaching half an hour again believe it or not so um i'm just yep. going to re-add you and want to talk about how covid has affected your life and yep. your exercise so we'll be right back guys hello hello uh, covid yeah how much of a pain in the ass has it been for you um quite a um quite a big one um yeah. I mean, just just to put it um, in a in a nutshell, um, as I alluded to earlier, um, I've just started a new career. Um, started on Monday, just gone. Um, went yeah. to the went to the new head office um, to collect some IT bits and everything. Um, told we'd be training on the Tuesday the next day, so it's like, oh, brilliant! So turned up to the venue um, on the Tuesday. Um, all good noticed that one person wasn't there thought oh, this is a bit strange wonder where they are um then get a phone call tuesday evening um from one of the training teams saying oh just so you know you've come into contact with someone um who has tested positive for covid you now need to isolate for 10 days Great. oh good <laughs> yeah so that's um that that was the whole training team and and half of the people who joined um joined up with me um uh, are now doing um doing training for our new job um online which to be honest we were going to be doing anyway um from this week but it, it did throw a bit of a spanner in the works yeah um bloody thing is really throwing spanners in the works at this point it is and i mean like like i said um previously the the gym club has has closed closed the doors um staff have been put on furlough etc um which is, it is a shame. I mean, from my my own personal point of view, um, I miss I miss the kids, um, and you know this probably sounds a bit strange, um, but I've known a lot of these kids since they were about five years old, and yeah. now they're, you know, fourteen, fifteen, or whatever, um, and you know that. You, you do miss the characters that they are, especially when you spend as much time training them as, as I have done. Yeah. Um, and, 
you know, it's it's difficult when you get do get back um, that you know you kind of have to start rebuilding again. Um, yeah. And from my own point of view, as a, an athlete in in, in inverted commas, um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, yep. I um, I made the decision, or I've, I've spoken for years, um, kind of half in jest about competing in the. Um, the British Gymnastics National Adults Championships. Yeah. Um, and a couple of years ago, I thought, do you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do it. Um, started putting together routines, started training, started trying to get a bit fitter, um, started looking at what skills I could do, checked the date of the competition, um, then got a wedding invite from my cousin, which was for the same weekend. So um, that kind of, scuppered that so i thought no no worries um i'll do it next year um and that would have been 2020 so i'm sort of thinking about it and thinking yeah you know yeah let's go for it gonna push on i've already done a bit of work um and of course that's all gone up the swanee as well now so it's it's something that i could um look at again in the future but at this moment in time it's not very likely because i I can't get um into the gym to do skills um yeah. as i said i've done a bit a few bits and pieces at home but you know it, it it has stopped a lot and i think one thing that um is massively important in exercise um is you know the the mental health benefits that it yeah. gives people and sitting here speaking as someone who who is you know, isolating at the moment and isn't allowed outside apart from the back garden and the driveway. Um, yes. God, I, I, I miss taking the dog for a walk. Yeah. You know, I, I would just love to. Um, and I mean, I, I go out stupidly early with the dog anyway, but I mean, I would give anything just to be out on a cold, frosty morning, um, out walking the dog with, you know, hardly a soul about. Um, yeah pretty much pitch black with either a podcast or or something playing just you know with nothing on my mind it's yeah. it there's there's so much to be said for that um and it's probably something that doesn't get stressed enough that you know exercise if you're in the gym and if you're thinking about you know exercising what are you doing you know that's that's what you're you're thinking about that's your focus at that point and it takes you away from everything else you know um if you've had a a bad day at work you know what do you do you go and bang some um plates onto onto a barbell and you you pick it up and you know that you just use that aggression from the day and you know it 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 all goes away and it makes you feel better i mean all right at the time when you're possibly running or trying to get that last squat down or whatever um it probably doesn't feel great um yeah. and i think you know exercise doesn't um exercise is supposed to feel uncomfortable because it's taking yeah. you out of your comfort zone yeah, exactly. um, yeah but that that feeling afterwards again going back to that sense of achievement of if you've done so and again it's be something so basic you know, maybe, you know, if you're listening to this and you can't do a press up, um, maybe that that could be your goal. You know, think about doing it. Just do 
10 press-ups on the on a counter side or something and just kind of you know take it down down then doing it on the sofa doing it on yeah. the chair doing it on your knees um yeah you know and then you get that sense of achievement and you feel you just feel better and again being outside going for a walk yeah. i mean it's so easy and we live in a beautiful part of the world um yeah in dorset you know there are there are people out there who who do live in you know the center of london or or what have you walk um or can but they don't have the same kind of scenery that we have so you know if you can get out you know just just go out for half an hour an hour just do a circuit and come back and you know just forget everything else you know and allow yourself to escape this always on world that we currently live in yeah i mean it's and again going back to something you mentioned you know when i'm out with the with the dog yeah or I'll have my phone on or I'll have my phone with me because I might be listening to um, a podcast, an audio book, listening to the radio, some music, um, but I'm not checking Facebook. And, no. and one thing that I, I massively feel at the moment is if, if, you, if you want to ruin your day, take a look at yeah. the comments on the Dorset Echo or yeah. on, yeah. you know, on pretty much anything because, you know, there appear to be... Um, you know, a lot of people out there with a lot of very strong opinions, which sometimes you kind of think, wow, really? You, you think like yeah. that? That's just, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it's, it can be yeah. a really, social media can be a fantastic um, medium um, and it can also be the, the very worst thing in the world. Yeah, it can be a force for good and bad, mm. but you need to use it in moderation. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right, so what have I got? So I've got um, pretty much covered everything that I wanted to talk to you about. Sounds good. Nice. That's good. Um, obviously, we've got the, the main event, which is uh, Neil Dills. Yes. Saying Sam Welch, Neil Dill. Yeah. Let's go. Right. Um, not someone who... Um... Who, who partakes a lot in the meal deal, believe it or not. Um, I have done in the past, and I must um, give a slight, again, tip of the hat to uh, Mr. Jim Manane, um, because, <laughs> because it was with, with um, the, the grand aficionado himself. area and we would head to tesco's um for for a lunch together um yeah. and you know thinking about it what the what i would probably usually do and this is going to be one of those um I, i'm probably going to upset a lot of people here but um probably the the hoisting duck wrap i think was one okay. that i'd always go for um okay. then it would either be probably a packet of popcorn if possible. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, mm. And then I'm trying to remember what I probably, again, I, I might, 
I'd probably be a bit boring and probably either have um, a bottle of water or Diet Coke or occasionally um, a cheeky Kit Kat Chunky might um, um, appear in that. And I'm, I'm making myself yeah. to sound like a, you know, I'm a proper saint or, or really dull, um, probably a bit of both. But, but yeah, that, that was kind of my, my go-to, if, if you will. So can I be brutally honest with you, Sam? Yeah, you want to end this now and you're not going to release this? This is the most controversial meal deal I think I've heard in 12 episodes of doing this. But there we go. And I'm afraid I'm going to have to rate it a 3 out of 10. <laughs> Popcorn does not belong in a fucking meal deal. <laughs> Poison duck wrap's not bad. Um, like, oh, I don't know. I like a Kit Kat Chunky as much as the next guy, but I, I never really buy um, chocolate. Do you know what? I think the only reason yeah. I used to I used to buy that was again because it wasn't a a regular thing that the meal deal. It was kind yeah. of like, oh look, special treat for Sam. Yeah, Kit Kat. Yeah, yeah, that that's a special treat, treat, boys and girls. Kit Kat Chunky. There you go. <laughs> what a time to the be alive. To, the way to your heart. Yeah. <laughs> so, just uh, for argument's sake, if the hoisin duck wrap isn't available, mm. what's your uh, plan B? Oh, I think it, it it could depend on the time of year or, or what's going on. I mean, I know I've heard before, you know, you say, um, you know, the sausage rolls, um, if the hot the hot counter thing, if that's ever going, that's always a, a possible Um You know, usually, probably some, either a chicken and bacon, possibly, um, okay. or, or probably something as dull as just cheese, because I do, I do like cheese. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. But, this is getting worse. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, but it, it probably would be something like the ch- chicken and bacon or something. I, I would think. Yeah. You know, if if there was no sort of hoisting, I'd probably go. Yeah. Okay, go for that. Um, is, um... Or sushi, of course, Ben. I could go sushi. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I still haven't tried that. I've I've let Sam Ballot down, who was on a podcast a couple of times. I, I do want to try it, but I just don't know if I want to uh, upset myself. Yeah. I might buy um two meal deals. Um and have one as a sort of backup just in case. Safety. Yeah. Safe safety net. Yeah, exactly. Um, what was I going to say? So yeah, there's obviously going to be a point in this podcast where we've exhausted the meal deal thing. <laughs> um, and if I start interviewing, you know, I don't know, up and coming YouTubers and people that are genuinely like not at that level, I don't know, not my mates, basically. Yeah. But it's, then, um, it's it's yeah. It, See, it's it's a niche question. I mean, one one what so. one podcast I listen to um, is um, it's two comedians, James A, uh, James A. Castor and Ed Gamble, um, and it's called the Off Menu oh, right. Podcast. And what they do okay. is they basically get a celebrity in, and they basically ask them their dream meal. So there's um, starter, main, dessert side and drink you know if they could have any meal doesn't have to make sense as a meal <clears throat> if they know okay. if they know where they have got it from um so a particular restaurant or whether their mother used to make the best you know roast dinner or whatever 
and they, they just talk about it. But there's one question that they always ask, and that's always poppadoms or bread. You know, and it's just that same question is coming every single episode. And if you've listened to it, yeah. you know it's coming. But it's it's that same thing with, with the meal deal. You know, it's yeah. it's something that, you know, anyone, it's just a, a, a niche little question. Yeah. And it, it makes people think, you know, because, again, me, I haven't had a meal deal in a while. Um, and I was kind of yeah. there thinking, oh, what, what would I do? Would I have that? Would I have that? And then it was kind of like, actually, do you know what? I think in the past, that's the way I've probably probably gone um so so yeah just a, a massive disappointment to all um meal deal fans across the world I, all i can do is apologize i'm waiting for the apology video on youtube <laughs> uh, all apology videos on youtube have to be in a fuck off house they have to start with a massive sigh and they have to have crocodiles tears in yeah so i'm uh forward to that um so yeah not not the uh, the best ending to a podcast. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, mean yeah. uh, I, I can answer other questions for you. I can talk gaming. I can talk um, gigs. Yeah, yeah, you can end it better if you want. <laughs> we'll do that at some point. Yeah. No. Um, I do have one last question for you. Go for it. This is a bit of a sensitive topic at the moment. Children of Bodom. Mm. Were you a fan? Um, honestly, no. And that's that's not yeah. because I thought they were awful. It's it's as simple as I didn't really listen to their music. Um, I'm exactly the same. Obviously, um, I saw their their sort of um, lead singer, guitarist, and um, head honcho, as, as you might say, um, recently yeah. passed away. Um, yeah. So it's but no, that that's the only reason. But you know, funnily enough, it's. One one band that I have recently got into is um, In Flames, and okay, yeah. they've been going for ages. And a lot of people would tell you that their best work is, you know, behind them um, because the last ten years or so, their albums haven't been as good. They've been slightly more middle of the roadish, if you will. Um, but you know, I knew of them. I'd heard one or two songs, and I wasn't really interested. Um, yeah. Then influenced by um, another podcast I listened to, which is the um, the Metal Hammer magazine um, podcast. They did a Hall of Fame, and they uh-huh. they they talked about In Flames. So I went, okay, let let's give it a listen. Um, and yeah. you know, they were top of my Spotify um, playlist um, for last year. So um, you know, if I could start listening to uh, to Children of Bodom, I actually find oh. Actually, there is more to them than covering Britney Spears, which I'm well aware there yeah. is before anyone gets irate. Um, that's just yeah. the song that I, I happen to know. I could listen to them. I could enjoy them. Um, but, yeah. yeah, they're just one of those bands I've not listened to, so I have no strong opinion on, if you will. Yeah, no, that's good. That's why I ask, because um, I'm in the same boat. I was kind of introduced to them by my friends, but I always found their music to be quite hectic. Mm. And for someone that absolutely adores like Motorhead, Nirvana, Foo Fighters, uh, In Me, who are pretty hectic as mm. well, they just didn't quite sit right with me. Yeah. Um, I think it's the keyboard because it's really loud. Mm. Um, but I do remember songs like Blood Drunk, We're Not Gonna Fall, uh, Bastards of Bodom, which was a very sort of Iron Maiden song name, I yeah. feel. 
very self-aware. And I think they did a song called Death Toll. I'm probably going to get crucified if that's wrong, so I do apologise well, people I mean, there. because he, um, yeah. and I, I believe, um, was his name Alexi? Um, Alexi Lido, yeah. yeah. Um, he was actually, um, he'd been kicked out or had left Bowdoin and was actually fronting oh, okay. another band called, um, I think it was Bowdoin After Midnight. Oh my god! You know, okay. which is of, and I believe they played a gig not long ago. Um, okay, and they just played basically what effectively are Bowdoin covers by <laughs> Bowdoin. Yeah. So it's it's an interesting one, but it's I, I do find it interesting how musical tastes kind of change. Um, and I know I was talking to you about this. Um, you mm. know, because um, I think it was uh, um, again the might have been um henry the the podcast of henry um yeah but you spoke about the music scene in weymouth um or it might have been with yeah. jamie actually i can't remember but um probably both, probably both yeah. shout out henry yeah. by the way he was uh, awesome yeah last week. um he really enjoyed that one he um you know the the weymouth music scene there was a period where it was you know not just local bands but you had some big ba- i mean who can forget you know the first yeah. time um Sepultura walked onto the stage at the pavilion and yeah ever so, yeah, yeah and someone turned around to me it's like our mate um Scott turned around to me and he went that is them isn't it and I went yes 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 Scott <laughs> it, it is them he said he said you know imagine it's, that it's not a piss take it is actually them isn't it I said yeah no that is them and that that was it's a spelling mistake it's the complete different Sepultura yeah, <laughs> the tribute band the, the yeah. last um, gig um, of so like a big band that I went to um, in Weymouth, uh, I went to on my own, um, boohoo, um, was Sabaton. And I'd, yeah. I'd heard little bits of them, um, but I thought, yeah, I'll go and check these out and just assumed other people would be there. And yeah. out of my friend group, they weren't. But I had a really good time. Um, yeah. I went and saw Sabaton uh, for the second time last year, again on my own. Uh, this time at Wembley Arena, you know, yeah. and it's just crazy to sort of think that yeah. that that's the journey that band have have taken. Um, yeah. So yeah. it's yeah when you when you kind of think about and you mm. see what the world is like at the moment and how many how yeah. many bands locally are not getting the chance to yeah. to practice aren't getting the, the chance 100%. to play um, because it's. Mm it's so much to so many venues, you know, that yeah. there is a real difference between live music um, yeah. and, you know, just, you know, being in a club and having something played yeah. over a, a stereo. Like there is something about live music that does just bring a whole nother dynamic to, to yeah. an event. Um, and I think everyone really yeah. misses that, obviously. I don't know about you, mate, but I would literally go to, Britain's got talent at this stage. Oh, yeah. I I would watch pretty much anyone do anything right yeah. now. But do, um, um, yeah, let's 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 spin it. And I do apologise if you've been asked this before, but go on. When when you go and you you watch um, a band or a show, whether it be rock, metal, anything, pop, do you sort of like sit there looking at the stage? And is there that burning in your gut where you're thinking? I want to be up there. I want to be doing that because 
you kind of miss playing music and performing music or is that not something mm. that you you miss at all i miss it i miss the um the performing yeah. i really really miss the recording and the studio mm. stuff the idea that you can potentially get four people in a room you know you can basically write as you go and you can essentially create a sort of soundscape or a painting as mm. a lot of people use it and at the end of those couple of days in the studio, you come out with a real thing, which comes back to the 13 dice thing that we were talking about at the start. The fact that you can, you know, build something and carry it around and sell it and, you know, your mates can hear it and all that sort of stuff. I love that. Um, I do miss the behind the scenes, but I do have a bit of PTSD mm. now. Um, when I go to like festivals and stuff, I do think to myself, oh, uh, just I think way too much into it, mm. you know. All oh, the car parks starting to fill up. Oh, I hope they've got an overflow car park, mm. you know. Oh, I wonder if there's a guest list on this. I wonder what their riders like. And it's just like, nah, stop it, Ben. You're gonna do yourself yeah. in, mate, if you carry on. <laughs> like enough's enough, you know. I worked worked my ass off in Hourglass. Mm. I mean, Hourglass um, was was brilliant. Know. I mean, what what scary thing is I can remember being sat in a pub, um, you know, with, you know, it was just a random night out, and obviously you and some of the other guys from Hourglass were there, and you're talking about other bands that we could bring, and it it was kind of yeah. like, you know, the 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 dream was there, if you will, that you know, actually we've 100%. got somewhere here now that will actually cater for for that kind of music we won't yeah. have to go to southampton yeah. which all right it's about an hour to get to southampton it's not the end of the world yeah. but you know you could come down to weymouth and you could see some some decent bands you could mm -hmm. see some big bands um yeah and i i, I don't know why yeah. i mean I, I remember the second time that um Sepultura came back when they came back the show wasn't the same yeah. And I can remember saying to one or no. two people, um, oh, are you, are you coming back? Because to me, it was like, oh, they're coming back. Jesus, got to go. This is this is good. They're coming back. Yeah. It's like, well, I've seen them once. It's like, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. yeah. You know. It's on my, uh, it's off my bucket yeah, list now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I've, I've seen them Weird. now. And it's just like, yeah. But you, you... And again, it was the, the Sabaton thing. You know, I can remember, um, yeah. actually, I think it might have even been after a... Um, a Fisher Riddles gig. I um, yeah. You know, I I went up to the stage and I, I sort of talked to Mark and that, and I sort of said, "Oh, I'm I'm going to Sabaton during the week. Are you, are you guys going? Nah. Oh, why not? Yeah. Now, as it is, they didn't like the band. Yeah. That's fine. But yeah, you know, there was there was a you know, I said to other people, "Oh, are, are you going?" And they're like, "Oh, yeah, thinking about it, but not." And it, I think the problem was from then on, these yeah. these bands weren't supported as much because oh, you know 100%. and if if, yeah, you exactly. if a show doesn't make money it's it's yeah. not going to be viable moving forwards i mean why would you no. you know why would you keep trying to put book metal bands if people yeah. aren't turning up to them you know if you lose the yeah. money every time yeah you're trying to satisfy an appetite but the person that you're trying to sell it to is already eating a free yeah. course meal um why would apple release the iphone 82 when everyone bought the iPhone 81 and was completely satisfied mm. with it. You know, it's that sort of thing. 
um, a lot of people liked the the initial flash in the pan sort of hourglass thing. And I think a lot of people thought that it was just a flash in the pan. It was a test the waters and then leave everyone mm. in the dark. And it wasn't like that. It was a train that was well and truly ready to burst through Weymouth. Um, and then they started putting gigs on in Portsmouth and Plymouth um, because there wasn't really an appetite mm. here anymore. So that, that's what happens, yeah. unfortunately. And, and that's, yeah, and, and it, it comes back to that same old thing again of you need to support um, these scenes because if you don't, they're going to disappear. Yeah. Um, you know, and, yeah. and of course, you know, and I'm slightly guilty here. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that I'm in Finns every week, you know, supporting all the bands that are playing when, when you could or whatever, you know, because that's just not my life. I, I don't have the time to be able to do that. No. But, you know, no. if, if Finns was, um, hypothetically obviously i've just used fins as an example but if fins was to close because they're saying look you know or if they were to get rid of the the stage area and say look actually we're going to make more money by you know just you know keeping or putting tables in that area um and serving food you know than putting bands on you know, everyone would be up yep. in arms. Oh, you can't do that. Oh, like, it's like, okay, well, how many gigs have you been to there recently? Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's, if... When did you care yeah. before we told you that the the plug yeah. was going to get pulled? Um, and, and that's the thing. Pe- yeah. People 100%. always... And again, if, if that was going to happen, you know, at a venue near me, I'd be, I would be like, well, no, that's, that's not very good. But then I do have to look in and say, well, you know, how often have I been down... Yeah down to support a gig recently and the truth is all right recently it's not going to happen anyway but I've, I've not been down there yeah. for for a while but again yeah. as we've kind of alluded to you know you, you get yeah. kids you get a life it's um you know yeah. unfortunately some things have to give yeah and i think i've never personally in my 31 years of existing on planet earth heard of a venue closing because of emotional mm. decision it's always because there's an yeah. exhaustion of some yeah. magnitude. Um, bands don't want to play the venue because it's got a bad reputation. Two people show up to the gig. Um, you know, there's always a yeah. reason behind it. But a lot of people just like the headline, don't they? They don't want to read into the, the details. They just yeah. want that soundbite and they don't really care about yeah. the reason. And it's, 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 but, yeah. it's a shame. I mean... Um, I mean, we've all we've all played. I've just remembered actually. Thirteen Dice played three gigs um, because we also, knowing what it is now, but we also played Teddy Rocks. Um, oh yeah, and I think we were sec we were second on, yeah. um, and there, there were quite a few people yeah. about, but we came on stage, um, yeah. and they everyone was outside, and it's just kind of like, yeah, look, I know it's a charity event, you know, I know there's other things going on throughout the day and that, but if you've come to something where bands are playing, come in because it was literally our mates stood in front of us, Um, which obviously, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think you were there. Miners was there. And it's one of those where, you know, of course you appreciate anyone watching, paying attention, you know, it it means a lot, but at the same time, it's kind of like, well, hang on a sec, come on, you know, Give, give yeah. us a chance. You know, yeah. we think we're we're not we're not bad. Yeah. Actually, we're all right. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know that's that's the that's the that's, that's music, yeah. isn't it? You mean, mate? Yeah, and I think the longer this coronavirus with um 
it's really going to start creating a real stranglehold mm. for people. But hopefully we'll we'll be over it soon. Obviously, you know, you've got to look at it with kind of rose-tinted glasses at this point. There is a vaccine, um, you know, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, it is getting a bit desperate for that yeah, that environment now I, and that industry. Yeah, I, but, like, like you yeah. say, that, that indus- there's, there's a lot of industries in, in the same, you know, um, yeah. sport is, is very much the same. You know, your local sports yeah. clubs who who rely on um, membership fees or, or match day fees or, or what have you, or sponsorship that, you know, they're not getting because they're not playing smaller businesses. Um, and do you know what? Yeah, hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, we, we will be, if people are, are sensible um, and people aren't idiots, um, then hopefully we, we can get, get through this. Um, and, and get out the other side and start, you know, enjoying everything again. Can start going to, to yeah. gigs, can start going to to pubs. Um but but yeah, it's it all we all we can do is is hope that, you know, everyone stays safe, yeah. they stay sensible and you know, the world could start spinning in the right direction again. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that is going to conclude this episode one, of Absolute One thing Beckham I could, could I just do one thing very quickly, mate? Off the cuff. Yeah. Um, I had some uh, pretty shitty news today that um, an old an old oh. school friend of mine, um, someone I kind of grew up with and played football with, um, unfortunately oh. passed away. He. He took his own life. Um, I'm not, not going to um, say any names or anything because it won't mean much to many people. Yeah. Um, but, you know, speaking to a couple of friends um, and the guy who sort of let us know, um, he was obviously struggling with things um, and no one really knew about it. So if if there's anyone out there that's, that is struggling, you know, Oh, for the love of yeah. God, please, you know, talk to someone, pick up the phone, just, just say something to someone, um, you know, yeah, because, yeah. you know, this, I, mm. I haven't spoken to this guy. Well, I spoke to him about a year ago um, over a few messages. Um, but, you know, it's, yeah. Oh yeah. Please don't, don't ever think that you're on your own because you're not. Um, there's always no. going to be someone that's no. willing to, and, and do you know what? If you don't think you can talk to a, a friend, there's plenty of charities out there, plenty of mm. phone numbers of people who will talk to you. So, you know, yeah. if you're feeling that you need help, if you feel like there is no one out there who can help you, please, please just let, just yeah. reach out to someone. Um, yeah, you really know, nice because, you know, I've, I've spent today yeah. sort of thinking about, thinking about this guy um thinking about all the memories that we kind of shared growing up and everything and um yeah um yeah just just rest in peace buddy that's all i can say rest in peace buddy and as i say again if you need help please reach out it's never too late yeah yeah as a kind of i don't know i don't know how to say this without sounding like a dickhead but as a sort of representative for weymouth my um my inbox is always open if people need a, a mm. sort of ear to bend. Um, you know that Sam. Obviously, you know we, yeah. we've had some problems in the past, but um, I think we're over them now, and 
the world's still spinning and the sun's still rising and setting. We, and we, we've we grown right now, up, I think. haven't we, really? I mean, I was I was yeah. talking to, um, I think I was talking to my mum earlier and I was saying, oh, I'm doing this podcast, you know, doing it yeah. with Ben and everything sort of explained. And I sort of said, I haven't really spoken to Ben for, yeah. for a few years. Um, I, said, I said, I think we fell out about something. Yeah. I said, but don't don't really yeah, we did, know yeah. what what it was all about or, or do you know what it, it doesn't no, really, i don't it doesn't really matter I now it's kind of like do you know what that that was no. then this is now um yeah fuck it let's move on well i've i've now made you famous well, Sam, i know, so that, you well, know. Fam- famous <laughs> or infamous one of the two I'll get you. I'll get you thirty-five oh. listens if it kills me, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna have to go and download it on oh, my mum's phone now just to make sure. Yeah, yeah you get yeah. that Mercedes uh, on. See lease, me rolling. Mate. Oh, <laughs> they see me rolling. Brilliant. It would just be this podcast when you turn oh, the yeah. uh, the stereo on on the the new car that you're going to get. It will yeah. just be on loop forever. Yeah, pretty much. Watch out, everyone. Just so. watch out for my bios on social social media because it will just now be. Um, star of Absolute Bedlam podcast Hello. for one episode. Yeah. Oh, I love that. You should put that as your bio just for one. I'm going to do it. Joke. I'm going to take a photo and I will send it to you. And then change it back straight away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in all seriousness, so obviously, if people are struggling with things, then the the most important thing that you can do is tell people because no one wants those thoughts. No one wants those intrusive thoughts. Um, I can't really say that I've been there too much, but watching people like Chester Bennington mm. and Chris Cornell end it is not that really, yeah. really fucked oh, me up, to it, be honest, yeah. a couple it's, of years ago. Um, um, what you look up no. to should not be going through that. That's not right. So, yeah, please do mm. do talk to people. And like I said, my, my messages are always open. If anyone needs to chat about anything, I might not fully understand mm. it, but I will listen. Um there's a lot of people in my life that I've been able to sort of stop what I'm doing and say, no, you're important. Let's, let's try and get through this together sort of thing. So yeah, that's a, it's a good no, message, right. Sam. And I'm no, sorry to hear that. No. Not, not right. Is it? But yeah, it's weird, but there we go. So we're going to uh, end this episode. Um, if you are new to this podcast, please consider subscribing. Uh, we're now available on Google Podcasts, Breaker, Spotify, um, pretty much everything you could ever imagine at this stage. Um, doing really well. We're now up to 600 listens across 12 episodes. Uh, really enjoying it. And uh, I'm really enjoying this whole January talking about fitness thing. So, no, uh, thank, thank you, you very Sam, much for, your for time. Um, putting up with me, buddy. I've enjoyed it. That's all right. Yeah, we'll, definitely. We'll do another yeah, one at you, some point. If you get up to 37 um, listeners on this one, then I'm a shoe in, surely. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's <laughs> the watermark, benchmark, whatever it is. All right. Cheers. But yeah, nice one. Cheers. And uh, see you soon, guys. Take Bye. care.